Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top mm. Researching rookies a lot No, I just be listening to pods Yeah, one in particular I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock uh. Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Friday and that means the week four preview is upon us. October football officially begins tomorrow, but we still have one more September game to look at from last night. We'll get to that in a minute. We are proud members of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find all our shows following the hashtag TPPN. I am joined today by Dennis. Matt will be with us in a minute, but Dennis, are you ready for the weekend? I am so ready. My wife has gone to Albuquerque for the weekend. It's just me and the boys. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> well, you know, being a shit show would be a good uh, segue to last night's game where the Miami Dolphins came in and brought their 3-0 record into Cincinnati to face the Bengals. They lost 27-15, to but the bigger story undoubtedly is the hit put on Tua Tagovailoa. He was thrown to the ground and looked to be in obvious mental distress, was taken to a hospital Um was released and allowed to come back with his team, but clearly suffered a concussion, what some believe to be the second concussion in five days, although the team says he didn't have one the game prior. Still, Dennis, it was a grim sign when Tua went down. His arms appeared to be locked in position. They brought him out on an ambulance. Should we be worried about him long-term? Uh I don't think you worry about him long-term any more than you do any other NFL player that gets concussions and knocked in the head, which is, you know, literally all of them. Um, it's That's a part of the game, and we have to be aware, and we're I know that there are efforts being made to make the game safer, but it's an inherently physical game, and stuff happens. Uh, I there was nothing untoward about the hit. I mean, I don't think it was a dirty play by any stretch of the imagination, but he did hit his head when he went down and he clearly was concussed. Um, as far as what had happened um, last week, you know, it doesn't look great, but, you know, and, and I get the desire to not want to believe what, what you think you're seeing. But I also, you know, are are they really going to risk their medical license to let him go back in? That's the hard part for me. I don't really think that doctors 
you know, yeah, would it be maybe less messy if they truly were unaffiliated uh, and maybe didn't work for the teams or NFL in some capacity? Sure, it would be less messy. Um, but they don't they don't have a vested interest in taking risks with their job. Now you, there's obviously an investigation that was underway that was has nothing to do even with last night's game because it started um, based on the NFLPA being concerned about what had happened the week before. If they were to find something, we're talking about a Dolphins team that already kind of got jammed up this offseason because of some recruiting violations. What kind of penalty do you think they'd be facing? Probably loss of draft picks. You know, I think that's what hits teams the hardest, fines and loss of draft picks. I think the draft picks actually hit them harder because the NFL teams make money hand over fist. Uh, you got to be trying really, 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 really hard to lose money owning an NFL team. I think the good thing for, for me is the Dolphins obviously playing a Thursday night game. They get a little bit of a layoff before their next game. I I personally am hoping Tua gets a week or two off. Um, you know, I'd like to see him right. I think he was having a good season. I think the Dolphins have a um, good team that has some potential, uh, and it would be nice, you know, to see him be healthy and to hope that he is fully healthy. Matt has come on to join us. I know I saw you make a few uh, posts today. We were just talking about uh, Tua. What were your thoughts on on that situation and that hit? Um, not great. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I talked a little bit about it on our uh, college football morning show. I don't want to dive too much deeper into it. Is um, it's definitely unfortunate. You know, you feel for Tua. Obviously, there's been a lot that's come out today. You know, I'm trying to figure out the way to word it without being, you know. I personally think that they lied to everybody about that. I've, I, you know, I've never really dealt with much of a bad back injury outside of like pulling something. I've, I've never seen anybody who's dealt with a back injury, though, stumble around like he did in that game in my opinion it was probably something with uh concussion or even if it even if he cleared concussion protocol it just uh did not look right you know i feel for him as i mentioned on the morning show this morning i've actually had a friend of mine in high school pass away because of of dealing with concussions like this where you get multiple multiple concussions i think people don't really understand sometimes how important that is and how deadly and dangerous it is and the impact that it puts on your brain. My, my sister has had, well, I think it's eight concussions, uh, was a goalkeeper in soccer. And now there's certain things that she can't do in her life because of that I've dealt with concussions playing soccer uh, my entire life. Like it, It's just a, it's a dangerous thing. Um, and I feel for two. I feel like the Dolphins clearly put him in a bad situation. Um, anybody who's played any kind of competitive sports knows that when you feel fine, you want to be out there and helping your teammates and playing. And I really think that's probably the position he was in. Someone should have been the adult in the room and told him he could not play this weekend. And so to, to see that happen again, I just feel like I'm definitely glad that Tua is right now. Okay. Um, I hope that he continues to be okay. Cause the one thing with brain injuries or the one thing with concussions is you can be fine one minute and things drastically drastically change within a second so i hope he continues to move forward i know he's back in miami back with the dolphins back with his teammates so i'm just going to keep hoping and praying that he is going to be okay and i guess my biggest thing is i really hope that the nfl does look into this as much as they keep saying they're going to do to find out if there was any negligence on the miami Dolphins side and just like i said this morning i like mike mcdaniel i think he's a great head coach if they knew he had a concussion and they throw him out there i hope he's fired I hope the whole Miami Dolphins medical staff is fired, if that's the truth. If it's not, then it is what it is. Really bad look. Maybe it's not what any, all of us think it is, but it, just, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I just, I just don't think that the doctors that cleared him 
have any it there's nothing in it for them to lie there's a there's a paycheck for them to lie they're doctors doctors get fucking paychecks you know you'd be surprised they can, they can how walk much money away. doctors don't make uh, no i wouldn't but you you can walk away and and say you, you know no i i said he couldn't go in and or i was pressured or and there's a segment out there that if you do that they're going to yeah maybe you don't work in sports again but maybe you know you're going to still have a very lucrative job you, you know, know what's I, interesting I, I wouldn't lose my license over it you know what was interesting to me they were talking about on nfl radio apparently the way the um protocol works is there's a team doctor and there's an independent doctor and if they disagree about a player the team doctor then gets to be the tiebreaker i'll be curious to see what comes out of you know were they both in agreement or is there some kind of a dispute Um, because that's where you start to get into or you know maybe Maybe he passed all all of the tests. Sometimes people yeah. can pass I mean, those tests and you don't see it right away. It's possible, but it just it reminds me a lot of the. It's, I feel like I'm going to get the first name wrong. I'm pretty sure it's Tom Savage. It feels a lot like the Tom Savage thing from the Houston Texans a couple years ago, where I think he was like three days in between. Like, I'm not a neurologist. Might surprise some people. I don't know. I'm just going to let everybody know I'm not. I'm not a neurologist and not go to school for it. But you're a head so, coach. So, uh, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I would imagine. That's true. You do have to make those decisions on the sidelines for the I Rams. I do. They're very important. I would imagine anybody who had a concussion, it's really hard for me to think that even if he passed whatever protocols, I, rarely do we see guys go back out there four days later after something like that, especially looking the way that he did and. While I while I agree with the premise of what you're saying, Dennis, and not losing your license, I think the one thing a lot of people in just life in general overlook is not everybody's a good person. Oh, like you. That's for sure. You would sit there. You may be sitting there saying, like, I would never do something like that. There's a lot of people. I think we can all agree. We've probably met people in our lives that would 100 percent would not care. If it meant something more for them on the side or whatever, doesn't care. And they just assume, because there's a lot of people, I won't lie, I've done things in the past where I've done something I knew at the time at my job was not the right thing to do. But I was like, you know what? They're not going to find out, so why does it matter? And then it now was not something that could cost somebody their life, like just possibly happen with Tua. But that that's, like I said, we'll see what happens. I'm going to be honest. And, and I said it this morning, I doubt anything comes from this because we've seen it happen in the past and nothing happened to the Texans when it happened with Tom Savage. And thankfully he was okay. And he's been able to, as far as I know, live his life healthy. Let's hope the same thing happens here for two and that he's perfectly fine. And we'll see him back in a week or a couple weeks and continues to have an incredible season like he has. But if we do find out something, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens to the Miami Dolphins and the doctors and who all was involved. You know, I think there's two takeaways from this. We've learned that not everyone's a good person and also that soccer is incredibly dangerous and should be banned everywhere so that I you know, no longer have to see it come across my television. I will say really quick, not that anybody cares. Like I actually have this discussion with my wife all the time because both of my sons play soccer. And she won't let them play football because she's worried about the head injuries. It's like, there's a, <laughs> at least you get a helmet in football. better shot of getting a concussion in soccer. Like it's, it's a dangerous sport. So outside yeah. of Ted Lasso, we should not allow soccer on the uh, uh, world cup this year, man. I'm, I can't uh, wait. Can't wait to see the U S flame out. Uh, nah, they'll be right. they'll at least make it to the group uh, out of the group stage. Speaking of flaming out uh, for the Bengals, Joe Mixon got a touchdown, but he also had 24 carries and mustered just 61 yards, 2.5 yards per carry. Drags his yards per carry average even lower. He's now averaging more than 20 carries per game, and his yards per carry is right around 2.6. Dennis, how concerned should we be? I'm not concerned yet. I mean, he's getting volume pretty consistently. Um He's 
you know, the offensive line still needs to gel a little more. There were a couple times where he almost got clear and he stumbled a little bit and, and wasn't able to, to pick up some chunk yardage. I, I think he's going to be fine. It's, you know, we said on Friday, he was probably one of the, uh, other than Burrow being sacked, he's probably the biggest loser in the amount of time it's taking for the offensive line to gel. Um, I feel like he's still going to have a real good year. What did he have last night? 24 carries and four. Re- I mean, he had 28 touches yesterday. And, and luckily it was a close game. Um, I mean, I'm probably is, you know, are, are we worried about chase? Cause he's not putting up much either. Um, you know, oh, is mixed- chase still on the team. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was hoping you guys were going to be able to break that news to me. I thought I thought he was gone out or something happened. So, I thought it was just Hayden Hurst and T. Higgins. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not worried yet. And if I have a contender, I may be, I, I may be interested in seeing what the price is, um, especially if I have a need at running back. And if I can get it a little cheap, um, you know, and, and he's what? He's in his fifth year now so in dynasty even if i want to take a chance because he did sign an extension i believe and so he's going to be around a couple more years uh you know and let's face it samaji pirine is no threat to him yeah i won't um claim any um what's uh if this works out uh i don't want to claim any of the uh hit in this, but I also don't want to take any of the blame if this is wrong, but I do feel like, um, I believe John Hansen said it this morning on fantasy. Uh, uh, I forgot what the name of their show is, but anyways, fantasy football morning, fantasy football mornings. Uh, I feel like that's what it was. I was listening to for a little bit this morning before I switched over to Ray Garvin's wake up. I believe either based on their model or something else right now, Joe Mixon has projected the most, um, fantasy points like available to be scored moving forward. I think he's going to be fine. The Bengals have just been bad. Uh, whether it's the offensive line, I think some of it's definitely on Joe Burrows. We've talked about, I, I think Mixon's going to end up by the end of the year being fine. So I'm kind of with that. It's like, I think I'd trade for him right now. If you can get him, someone's really panicking on him. Yeah. I think there are, I said it before, I think the offensive line probably has more to do with Joe Mixon's issues and Joe Burrows issues. than. <laughs> anything else well one game down 15 games to go so let's dive in to the week four preview and guess what guys our favorite is back the london game we get our first london game of the season on sunday it is at i think they said it was 9 30 a.m eastern time so it'll be 7 30 in the morning for me 6 30 for california and the hawaiians might as well just stay up overnight the two and one minnesota vikings travel to beat uh, to, to be to play the beat up one and two New Orleans Saints. Matt, any concern about the Vikings' fantasy assets against a tough New Orleans defense? Yeah, not only the tough New Orleans defense, just the fact that they're going to London. We've seen that these games are not always very conducive for fantasy points. So I think um, I would be very worried about actually everybody in this game. I mean, Justin Jefferson has kind of been locked up a little bit the past couple weeks, barely going over, I think, 50 yards receiving. Dalvin Cook's supposed to be playing, but he's dealing with a shoulder injury, something that's extremely easy to get injured again. So, like, he may go out there and after one tackle be out. I think you've got to start those guys, but I'm not expecting the world. Uh, The one guy I would watch, I don't know that I'm starting him, but I – my is KJ Osborne had it felt like that breakout game. I know it's dirty, but he had that breakout game last week. Um, and I feel like he's going to continue to be the guy that's not, he's the third option for them, but defenses won't pay attention to because of who Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson is. But I, I don't expect this to be a high scoring game. You know, I, 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 it, I don't think Vegas expects it to be either. The over under is only 41 and a half. Um, you know, so they're getting dinged for being in London. For me, London game couldn't have come at a better time. My wife has gone to New Mexico for the weekend from 9.30 in the morning until midnight 
Sunday, my kids are going to hate me because it's going to be all football. Um, but I don't know. I I I think Osborne. I think it's going to be a, a Justin Jefferson game. I I, rec, I rec, I think Kirk recognizes that he needs to get him the ball a little more consistently. Um, he Jefferson just hasn't been producing. Um, trying to look to see where he's at in the mix here. I mean, he's actually his wide receiver ten buoyed by a big week one, so they'll bring it back around. Uh, maybe take a little bit of pressure off the running game by throwing a little more. I know they have faith in Madison, but uh, you know Cook will be out there wearing the harness. So, and the good thing for uh, Vikings fans and Delvin Cook rosters is he is pulled off the injury report. Uh, Dennis, on the flip side, Jameis Winston—it's officially listed as doubtful. Hasn't been practicing. Everyone's planning on Andy Dalton. Michael Thomas also ruled out. Is this a big Alvin Kamara game? It's a big Chris Olave game. I don't know. Haven't you watched the last two weeks? Man, Olave may have 20 targets this week. Uh, unfortunately, he's got Andy Dalton, so it's probably a big Jarvis Landry game now that I talk my way through this whole process. Um, you know, Kamara's still playing dinged up a little bit, and they don't have anybody to run the ball um, at the level that they need it besides him. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a rough game, I think, for Kamara because he he doesn't, you know, he's he's just not as good at running the ball as he is at catching it. Maybe Dalton circles back and and gets him the ball and behaves like Drew Brees, but I don't know. Uh, sticky fingers. We, we talked about the two, a thing at the beginning of the show. You can also check out, uh, I did like a 15 minute video, uh, that posted this morning where I gave kind of my honest raw thoughts about the whole thing. Uh, not, not a fan of what happened yesterday. Um, as for Kamara, I mean, I think at this, you, you've got to play him, but I want to see it. I mean, dude's not played a really a snap. I mean, he played a little bit in game one, and that's it. We didn't see a lot, so I, I need to see it from him. I don't know. I feel like the Vikings defense has been really good. Again, I don't think it's going to be a good game. Very intrigued to uh, just see what, what happens between these two. Yeah, I am taking the Vikings. As am I. So am I. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of my favorite sports podcasts using Raycon's Wireless 3 Airbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better. Better than ever, actually. With optimized gel tips and a perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, they will not budge whenever you're moving around. Trust me, I work on a job that requires me to move 24-7. They're never falling out of my ear, which I appreciate. Not only that, but Raycon gives you 8 hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. Raycons are priced just right to get the quality audio at half the price. Other premium audio brands charge you a lot. And no, it's no wonder why Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. My favorite things about them, the earbud tap function. When I'm sitting there talking to somebody and didn't realize that my podcast is still going, I can quickly just tap the button to stop what I'm doing. Noise isolation as well is incredible for me. I get to some loud environment sometimes and I'm able to actually just listen and hear just what I want to which is my sports stuff they're telling me what I need to know to continue moving about my day I use them all the time whether I'm working out working or honestly just sitting at home and listening to sports podcasts sometimes some music to get in the mood I'm not gonna lie to you guys a little bit of Harry Styles it's not the same as it was it gets me going I love that kind of music it puts me in a working kind of atmosphere at home when I'm working on everything for the Fantasy Football Roundtable. Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com slash TPPN. Some of the best headphones that I have used. Go get them today. They're worth it, guys. Go get them. On to a game that's near and dear to you guys' heart. The Cleveland Browns 2-1 and one, into Atlanta to battle the 1-2 and two Atlanta Falcons. Matt, I know you were big on David Njoku prior to the season. He had a huge week three. Will that continue? 
I hope so, but I don't want to. Be- I don't know that I believe in that. He's also dealing with a knee injury. I believe he missed practice Wednesday, but came back Thursday. Or no, it was Thursday, came back today. So I expect him to be out there, but I just feel like that was the game plan, and it, it just worked for them. I mean, the Steelers gave up some plays earlier as well this season, two tight ends. We had kind of talked about it on the Wednesday show. That was like I felt like that was kind of the matchup for them to go to. With them getting Atlanta here, I mean, that's probably the matchup. I think it's going to be him and Amari Cooper. The the big thing is, I don't think Atlanta's rush defense is good either. So if they continue to rely on Chubb, like how much volume will there be for Njoku? I'd start him mostly because it does seem like he is one of the first options as they get into the red zone as well. So if he continues to get red zone looks, he should be a good tight end for fantasy. Dennis, on the flip side, we we saw after a lull in week two, Kyle Pickett's got very involved in week three, catching five for 87. The Browns have struggled at times covering a tight end. Is that more good news for those who have Kyle Pitts? Yes. Um, you know, Pitts rose. From, he was like tight end 41, I think, after week two. He's tight end 15 now. Um, you know, I, I think Arthur Smith is figuring out, get the ball to your good players, and, uh, you know, while he didn't really have this and well, I guess he did a little bit with A.J. Brown. Let's say he didn't have more than one good player while he was in uh, Tennessee. It was just Derrick Henry. But, no, they've got, you know, with London and Pitts, they're, they've got some players. I think um, Patterson might be out this week, so we might get to actually see what uh, Tyler Algier looks like uh, carrying the load a little bit. Uh, but I feel like the Browns have shown some explosiveness. We know the the Atlanta's defense isn't great, so it wouldn't surprise me for the Browns to get up a little bit and uh, Atlanta to go away from the running game, which would really benefit Pitts. Uh, Cordero Patterson did practice today, officially listed as questionable, but I would agree with you. There's probably a chance we see a little more backs mixed in there, which is a bummer for my sit-start call this week. I am taking the Browns. I mean, I want to take the Browns, but hell, they were up 21-7 to on them, what was it, a couple of years ago? And Nick Chubb's first game where he really broke out, and they came back and beat him, so I'll still take the Browns. All right, Browns for me, too. Is this the yes, fantasy? Time. Is this the like NFL game picks uh, equivalent of negging? You know, you neg somebody so that they, they play better. Yeah, uh, I, just, I can't ever pick <laughs> against them. You could be like, they're going to go up against the Chiefs. I'm like... On to the NFC East, where the one and two Washington Commanders head to Dallas uh, to face the two and one Dallas Cowboys. Although we should point out Cooper Rush undefeated as a starter. Dennis for the Commanders, Antonio Gibson still getting a lion's share of the backfield work, but he hasn't been incredibly productive. How are you feeling about him going into week four? You know, I think it's going to be iffy against that Dallas front. You know, Dexter Lawrence is playing really well. Uh, Micah Parsons probably the uh, best defensive player in the league, not named Aaron Donald. Uh, so there's, they're definitely, they definitely have some ability on that Dallas team. You know, even Leighton Vander Esch, I saw out there the last week uh, playing. So he hasn't been injured yet this year. So yeah, step in the right direction. But it's a new week. Hey, um, no, I think you know Gibson is producing. He's RB eleven on the year, I think. So. He's doing pretty well. Um, Jahan Dotson, I know he didn't uh, get a touchdown last week, but he did have eight targets, even though he only brought in two. Uh, McLaurin and Samuel are both playing good. Um, uh, Logan Thomas, back from injury, seems to be looking good. I, I've been really struggling with who I was going to pick in this game, uh, but I, I do think that if you have Antonio Gibson as your RB2, I think you're okay. I'd roll him out there with confidence. On the Dallas side, they've had some players banged up. One of those is Dalton Schultz. He's still officially listed as questionable. If he plays, Matt, are you rolling him back out in your lineup? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, tight end's kind of a a dumpster fire, but it seems like the Cowboys have figured out their QB situation. I mean, they've got future franchise quarterback Cooper Rush back there this week. I don't, I don't even know if Dak's going to have a job when he comes back. So I think um, – Jerry, Jerry hopes it's a competition. Obviously. Kidding. Uh, Dalton Schultz, though, I think, yeah. I mean, if he's out there, you know, 
I think the Cowboys are seriously lacking receiving options right now. CeeDee Lamb looked like you see that game Noah Brown had. I I actually, unfortunately, had to start Noah Brown. The good news is Michael Gallup is also off the injury report. Yeah. You know, I just said a minute ago I wanted to see something from whatever player I was just talking about. Same thing for for Michael Gallup (laughs) because – Yikes. Uh, no, but Dalton Schultz has proven it. Even when Dak has not been in there, who was it that he was it Dalton a couple years ago? Who was the quarterback that was in there when Dak was hurt that he really started blowing up with? Uh, yeah, it was Andy Dalton. He, he was, likes those redhead know, guys, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, who doesn't? I was going to make a very inappropriate joke. I'm going to leave it there. I think if Dalton Schultz is available, you play him. Now that the ginger savior is in town, I for sure cannot quit you, Dallas. I'm taking the Cowboys. I thought Wentz was the ginger savior. I mean, he's on his third team. He's been making the round saving teams. What has he saved? <laughs> I'm taking the Washington football team. I'm taking the commanders as well. I like how you stuck true to that. They should have kept football team commanders. Too. I agree. I can agree. On to a team near and dear to Dennis's heart, the Detroit Lions, who at one and two play host to the one and two Seattle Seahawks. Matt, is there a Seahawk that you would trust in your starting lineup? Nope. Accurate. Uh, Dennis, on the flip side, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DeAndre's- wait, I take that back. If you have a fullback spot, you can start Ken Walker since he's been playing fullback for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Outside of that, we're good. Sorry, forgot that part. <laughs> Dennis, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift have been ruled out. Jamal Williams was huge last week. Is it another big Jamal Williams day? Um, yeah, I know. You know, we've seen Craig Reynolds step up and perform well. I don't think Jamal Williams really gets much more work than he's been getting, but he's been getting a big old chunk of work. So I mean, he's gonna he's probably in line for twenty touches. Um, and Williams will be or Reynolds will be the um, uh, the change of pace guy. You know, they like Reynolds a lot. I just think that, uh, you know, it to me, I think Josh Reynolds is the guy you watch. You know, we've seen him flash. Now he's going to have an opportunity here with St. Brown out. I know they don't sp- specifically play the same role in the offense, but, you know, it's now or never for Josh Reynolds. Your lips to my fantasy lineups ears because I had to slot them in somewhere when I lost some players. I am taking the Lions. As am I. Clean sweep. Which is never a good sign. Uh, We'll pour one out for the Lions. On to a big matchup in the AFC South where the Tennessee Titans at 1-2 and are facing the Indianapolis Colts who are 1-1-1. Matt, you got to ride the lightning on this uh, for the last couple of years with the Browns. Austin Hooper was a big free agent signing for the Titans, who has been a non-factor. Is he basically done as a fantasy-relevant option? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was I mean, done I mean, last year. Yeah, I, I, he was done when There was left, some optimism uh, about the signing, though, that he might look like he was... I didn't think so. I, I mean, my big thing with him in Atlanta, I feel like a lot of people said it. I don't think it was just us. It, he, he was getting volume in Atlanta. That's what boosted him up. He wasn't getting that in Cleveland. I feel like at times they forgot he was even on the roster. Uh, and, I, I mean, Tennessee, surprised that he ever, you ever would hear this out of him. Tennessee is more of a dumpster fire than the Browns were a couple of years ago. So, I mean, I don't think, no, that's, it's bad. Nah, he's done. Dennis, on the flip side, if Michael Pittman's in, you're playing him. You're also playing Jonathan Taylor. Aside from that, is there any other Colt who's been contributing regularly enough for you to feel confident throwing him out there? Not at all. You know, I it would have maybe been Pierce, but then he got injured and he missed time. And, uh, you know, then Paris Campbell leads all the wide receivers and snaps and gets like two targets. Uh, that was not terrific. Ashton Doolin has flashed a little bit, you know, and then even they're not even using Naheem Hines like a lot of us hoped uh, they might because they didn't have a great second option at wide receiver. So, uh, you know, for me, it, it's Taylor, it's Pittman. Um, you know, the tight, I know that Jelani Woods had two touchdowns, but, you know, he was third on the team in snaps. It's just, it's fool's gold. But you didn't see the tweet. Points. He has more Pittman, touchdowns Taylor. than Kyle Pitts now. You know, Jelani Woods, obviously. 
I can't wait till Frank Reich is fired. You know what? I'm the biggest bummer for me is there was a couple of places where I grabbed Matt Ryan thinking he would be a decent uh, number two option in a super flex league that is not panned out. This is a Sophie's choice, but I'm going to go with the Colts at home. I, I've been trying to, I, I picked the Colts. I've been trying to find a reason to pick the Titans and I, I haven't been able to, to make one up that I I'll buy. So I'm going to take a tie. Cause they both suck. Yeah. That would be ironic. I'll take it. Now on to the possibly worst matchup of two and one teams in the history of the NFL. The Chicago Bears at two and one battling the New York Giants at two and one. One ray of optimism for you, Matt. David Montgomery has now officially been ruled out. Is it Khalil Herbert's season? 1,000%. When we talked about it on Wednesday, he was in my top 10 at running back. Looked amazing last week. I think he's realistically the only bear you can start. So get him in your lineups. He's not realistically the only bear. He's literally the only bear you should be starting. Dennis, on the flip side, poor Sterling Shepard. Leading the team in targets towards ACL and non-contact. He is out. Wandale Robinson still out. Kadarius Toney been ruled out. Is there a piece of the Giants pass offense you feel confident in? Uh, it depends on how you're defining confidence, but you know Richie James has been producing, and you know obviously they're going to throw the ball to Kenny Galladay three times, um, and then David Sills. But you, you don't really have confidence in anybody except Richie James, uh, and then da- well Daniel Bellinger, what he had he caught four passes on four targets last week, so maybe he's the guy. You know, probably 20 carries from Saquon and 20 targets to Saquon. So that would be wonderful. I'm kind of with you. James is the only one. Much, uh, much sadness for me with my Kenny Galladay shares. I am still taking the Giants. You know, I I was on the Giants, but uh, I'm I'm buying into Khalil Herbert, and I am I think the the Bears are going to have a a better game, you know, Justin Fields is going to get to throw the ball 12 times. Um, but I, I'm going to ride that running game, taking the Bears. I'll take the Bears. I don't really want to pick this game. I'll take the Bears. From a dumpster fire to possibly one of the games of the week, the 2 and one Jacksonville Jaguars head down to Philadelphia to battle the only undefeated team in the league in the 3-0 and Eagles. Dennis, Trevor Lawrence has been on fire of late. Any concern about this stout Philly secondary? Darius Slay has been playing really, really good. Uh, They just had somebody go down in the Philadelphia secondary, going to be out. And uh, I forget who it was I was reading uh, on Twitter, um, said that they're likely going to start Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in his Avante place. Maddox yeah. corner is out. So it looks like uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be the guy on Kirk this week, and they feel like he, he this guy, this uh, analyst intimated that he felt like the uh, that, that Kirk could win some, some of the matchups there. He wasn't going to have Slay on him. Um, so I, I think Kirk and, and uh, Lawrence are, are going to be just fine. On the flip side, I mentioned the Eagles are the only undefeated team. Matt, are they currently the best team in the NFL? I wouldn't say the best, but I think that they're up in that conversation. I mean, and you've got – well, maybe they are the best now, actually, I think about, about it. I was trying to think of, but Kansas City's kind of struggled. I don't really know anybody else in the NFC that I would technically take over them right now. AFC's kind of – struggled compared to what we thought they were going to do. So, I mean, that offense has looked good. I think they've got an incredible defense. If that defense continues playing the way that they are, clearly hurts. It feels like it's continuing to slowly take a step forward. So maybe they are very, feels very weird to say that, but. I picked them to be in the NFC championship game preseason. I'm feeling a little bit better about that. There's still time for me to feel sad, but I'm feeling better. Right Someone now. picked them to make it to the Super Bowl and lose. I did in the Super Bowl. No, wait, did I? 
I got him losing in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think we both did. Yeah. I think I had him. I think I again for the second year in a row had the Packers in the Super Bowl winning. Ooh, that was a bad decision on my part. Anything can happen. I'm yeah, taking the Eagles in this game. Uh, I, yeah, I like the Jaguars, but I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, I I I was looking for a reason to pick the Jags, and I just can't get there. So Eagles touchdown, team. Jesus. <laughs> only uh, on to another part of Pennsylvania, where the one and two New York Jets will be battling the one and two Pittsburgh Steelers. Matt. Zach F. Wilson, as Felix would say, has been cleared and is set to make his season debut. What are you expecting? Uh, trash, honestly. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't expect him to be good. Um, I think you're starting Brees Hall. In my opinion, he's looked like the better running back so far this season. I think with Joe Flacco, they've actually been extremely pass-heavy with Flacco out there. I think they go back a little bit more to the run with Wilson out there. But, I mean, I want to see it. Wilson was extremely up and down last year, and he is his. I don't think the Jets are doing him any favor sending him out there against a very good Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So I don't know that he has a good game this week, which affects all of his receiving weapons. So I don't, I, I you know, let's see what happens. I don't want to just write the kid off after one weird year, but uh, I, I do not think I would be comfortable. Well, Ty- Conklin, take that back. After what Njoku just did, I feel good starting Tyler Conklin. That's it. You know, you have a point maybe about the Steelers, but after the Steelers, it's home against the Dolphins, at the Packers, at the Broncos, and then home against the Patriots and Bills. So that might this might actually be the softest spot to vault Wilson yeah. back on there. Dennis, on the flip side, the, the Steelers uh, still getting Mitch Trubisky on Sunday. Can they get this offense going against the Jets? I I think so. I mean, they've got – Three really good receivers, and well, the line isn't doing great. I think it's going to do well enough uh, that you know between the three receivers and Fryermuth that they're going to make some plays. Uh, you know, and, and let's face it, the Jets aren't great, and I, I'm nervous about Zach Wilson coming in, turning the ball over early, you know, trying to shake off the rust. Um, all viable things. I I think that the Steelers will, um, you know, they're going to keep doing what they do. They're going to give the ball to Najee 15, 18, maybe 20 times. They're going to throw the ball 30 times, and they're going to get it to their explosive wide receivers who will make just enough plays. I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout by any stretch because I, I don't think the Steelers are that good. See the see it's a forty-one and a half point over under and the spread. Whoops. See what the spread was on that. I think it's minus three and a half. Yeah, minus three and a half. So I'm uh you know, I think the Steelers are gonna get some offense going. I, I'm gonna be tempted to take the if if I'm betting it, I'm probably taking the under on it though. Even at only forty one and a half. Yeah, our friend Ricky took the Jets and the points as one of his bets of the week. I think the Jets may cover the spread, but I'm still taking the Steelers. I don't see them losing three in a row. Steelers for me. Give me Pigsburg. <laughs> On to one of the other better games of the week. And just uh, just so you're keeping track when you're watching at home, almost all the games this week are early window games. There are only three late window games, and they are all um, mediocre at best. Don't you but just the- love when they do that? No, it's awful. The two and one Buffalo Bills travel to Baltimore to take the, on the two and one Ravens. Dennis, the Ravens' pass defense has been somewhat suspect so far this season, and you know who has a good pass offense? That would be the Buffalo Bills. Are you pretty excited about the matchup for the Bills' offensive players? Yeah, uh, you know the thing is, is that the Ravens, while they struggle some, they do make some big plays. Marcus Williams is is a ball hawk. Uh, he can he can create some turnovers. Uh, I think the Ravens are, you know, they're they're going to be able to rise to the occasion. And you know we we saw we seen Miami stifle Buffalo, and we saw Miami and the Ravens in a shootout. So it's definitely possible that 
the Ravens can hold on. And Lamar Jackson is having an MVP season, so I'm not writing him off yet. Heading over to the Ravens, it's this game two for uh, J.K. Dobbins. Matt, uh, do you think he'll get it going a little bit? A little bit. I I still would be hesitant to start him because Buffalo's defense has been – I mean, you just mentioned how good their offense is. Their defense has also been very good this year. That's the team that I probably could have said was better than the Eagles, and that's it. Going back to the original question. Anyways, or earlier question. Uh, So I I still want to see it from Dobbins again. He's coming back from a massive injury, according to him, with the meniscus, MCL, uh, hamstring. Like He ended up apparently tearing like three or four – different things in his leg. I just want to see him continue to progress forward. I, I wouldn't start him this week, but I am hoping he has at least a decent game. Probably another big week for Justice Hill coming out of nowhere. I am taking the Bills in this one. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think they win it at home. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Speaking of circling the wagons, Justin Herbert and his banged up ribs are heading down to Houston. The Chargers are one and two. The Texans are 0-2 and one. Matt, the Texans have struggled against the run. Could this be a good game for Austin Eckler? I think so. I, more so because I think the Chargers really need a bounce back game in a big way. Uh, Keenan Allen ruled out again, you know, just kill me. Uh, a lot of shares of Keenan Allen and is destroying Same. my teams this year. Uh, but I do hope you get back soon there. Um, Keenan, still one of my favorite players in the league. But I, I do think they have got to get this offense going. And I think in doing that, you have to get Eckler going as well. He has not looked good running the ball. He's still done pretty good in the receiving games. I think they get him going here against a bad Texans defense. It would also help if Herbert remembered that Mike Williams was on his team the same way that we'd like Burrow to remember Jamar Chase is on his team. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. On the flip side, Dennis, uh, you know, we came in pretty much thinking Brandon Cooks is ever reliable, doesn't seem to matter quarterback or situation. But over these first three weeks, we've seen his targets and receptions decrease every week so that he only had two receptions for 22 yards last week. Aberration? Is he still a set it and forget it player in your lineup? Uh, I think he's probably, you know, wide receiver three flex kind of guy. And to what extent you set and forget, you know, wide receiver three or four, I guess he's, he still is. Um, you know, Houston's making some strides, and I think that uh, Davis Mills will dial it back in with with uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. Cooks is going to do just fine. I'm I'm not worried about him. That was weird. I was there all by myself for a second. I think we all got booted out for. Yeah, it was it was very awkward. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but no, I think Cooks will be fine. Long term, I think he's he's in good shape. Brandon Cooks agent just almost ended the show. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna say Brandon Cooks. So. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't feel confident about it, but I'm taking the Chargers. As am I. Go Chargers, go. On to another battle of sad teams. The one and two Arizona Cardinals travel to Carolina to take the on the one and two fighting Baker Mayfields. Dennis, Rondale no, Moore the losing Baker Mayfields. We can't call them the fighting Baker Mayfields anymore. Rondale Moore is uh, questionable. He has not yet been ruled out, so he could potentially make his season debut. If he did, 
Would you play him, or do you think it's still Greg Dortch season? I think it's still Greg Dortch season. I think they're going to work Rondale back in, and they're going to notice that whatever Rondale Moore does, Greg Dortch seems to keep doing better, and they're, they're going to wise up, and they're going to put Rondale back where he belongs. I think – I mean, Dortch has really earned the, the opportunity. And at some point – I mean, it's not like Rondale pr- has proved that – he should be on there 100% of the time. He hasn't had a stellar career at this point by any stretch. And uh, I think sometimes you just got to take the guy that's had to fight for everything, and when he got the shot, he made the most of it and is playing well, and let him keep playing well. On the flip side for Carolina, Matt, DJ Moore's picture is already on a milk carton, and now Christian McCaffrey is questionable with a thigh injury. If he were not to suit up, what would you make of this Carolina offense? That it's going to look as bad as their defense after Greg torches them. I really wish you were coming to me. I was getting ready for I was have all my Dorch jokes lined up, and then you had to throw it to Dennis. No, I um, – Did if, you see that uh, Matthew Berry went with the human Dorch? I did not, but that works too. I was gonna say it's like, have you ever seen Rondell Moore do anything? No, he can't. He hasn't torched anything. But you know who does? Greg Dorch does. <laughs> I, I, was, I was I was lining him up, just getting ready for it to get thrown. You know, I um, I, no, I I don't know what to do. I you know they, it felt like the reporters were trying to set up DJ Moore to say something inflammatory. Good for that young man for dancing circles around a very difficult question um for anybody who has not seen that just go look it up i i think if, if cmc's out I, I don't think you can start anybody in this offense i mean baker just doesn't seem to be right this offense doesn't i mean their best game came against the browns that's it like there's really not been much since then yeah one could say their offense is offensive which is why i'm taking the cardinals as am i i'm i'm not happy about it but me too and that was the first of our late window games. The second of which is the one and two Mac Jones-less New England Patriots at the two and one Green Bay Packers. Matt, Brian Hoyer is in at QB. Jacoby Myers questionable, so could play. But is there a Patriot that you would want to suit up in this offense? Just Brian Hoyer, the destroyer, baby. That is it. He's going to destroy the Green Bay Packers. Damian Harris or Mondre Stevenson. I, I still think that they'll they'll get their run. Uh, the Packers have, were really, in my opinion, kind of built against a or were a very good defense the past years in stopping the run and the pass. I feel like the stopping the run part of their defense has struggled a little bit this year. Uh, I think that they will rely heavily on those two with Brian Hoyer being out there. Outside of them, I don't know how you can trust. Like maybe one of the tight ends shows up, but my God, if you're having to start one of them, prayers up to your fantasy team because they've been horrible for two straight years. So, Dennis, on the flip side, we've seen Romeo Dubs been picking it up going through the season. Week three, he caught eight for seventy-three and a touchdown. Is it another good game for Dubs? You know, when you get to flex players. You're looking for upside. You're not looking for floor. And Romeo Dubs is just that. It could be Ronda, it could be Alan Lazard this week. It could be Randall Cobb. It could be Bob Tunyon. Who the hell knows who it's going to be for, for Aaron Rodgers this week? But Romeo Dubs is as good as any. And he came out last week and showed that he could handle some volume. So I, I think they'll try to. Um, make it work with him. Hopefully he's, you know, he, he handles the coverage. Okay. If dubs makes the right decisions and is where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there, Rogers is going to throw him the ball. So for an upside play, I'm flexing him all the way. I hope it's Aaron Jones. I'm speaking it into existence and we know it won't be slamming Sammy Watkins who to no one's surprise is already on IR. Nothing about this game makes me think the Patriots have a chance, so I'm picking the Packers, which will probably bite me in the ass. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers as well. Uh, The final late window game is uh, one that's near and dear to my heart, especially since I will be flying and in the Las Vegas airport while this is taking place. God damn you, Russ. You better play better this week. And that is the 2-1 Denver Broncos. You got one more week, Matt. One more week. At the league's only (laughs) – 
Oakland three team. I'm going to lean hard into that. Matt can, can the Broncos and Russ get this offense going? Um, not really sure exactly how you want me to answer this. Um, I think it's going to be, this offense is going to work about as well as his cringeworthy videos that have been put out lately. I, I don't know what's going on. I Those don't know. Videos if are a treasure. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> They're somebody's treasure. I don't know about a treasure. I, I, I don't know if it's Hackett's play calling. Maybe Russ just. It's I. I hate that these words are about to leave my mouth. Maybe Pete Carroll was better for Russ than we thought he was. I don't know. It's. This is a very weird, weird situation. I really hope they get it going, but. Man, this is just, it's awkward. It really is. I don't really know what else to say. You know, my only hope is Melvin Gordon's dealing with an injury and is was iffy to play. The problem. I'm leaning into it. Man. The problem is, is like. Russ probably is give playing, Mike Boone 27 Mike carries. Boone. Yeah, probably. Russ Mike is Boone. playing like he's, he's, I don't know. Just, yeah, it's bad. I'm not going to continue. Just. Dennis, on the, the flip side, Hunter Renfro is out, and we already know Pat Sertan is going to match up against Devontae Adams. Matt Collins has been pretty good of late. Are you feeling Matt Collins in week four? You know, that six-year breakout something. Um, you know? on But back to Denver, you know, the Raiders have given up the eighth most passing yard so far in the NFL. So there is hope for, for Russ and Cortland. Um, only Cortland, though. I've seen Jerry Cortland. Judy play. <laughs> um, no, I, I think Mac Hollins is definitely somebody you might take a shot on. You know, he's again, he's probably a flex play. And Josh Allen saw him, or Josh Allen, Josh McDaniels saw him have a good week. So there's also, it's just as good a shot that he gets seven targets and five catches that he runs 29 routes and doesn't receive a single target. So for reasons surpassing understanding, the winless team is favored here in Las Vegas. And you know what? The revenge narrative in 2022 has been hot garbage. It will continue to be hot garbage for Josh McDaniels. I am taking the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think the revenge narrative, the Raiders are getting revenge on or no, Josh is getting revenge on the Raiders for letting him, or the Broncos <laughs> for letting him go. Man, that was a hot mess. That's why I said that everyone that's tried to make make their hay on that revenge narrative has lost so far this year. I'm I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take Dangerous and the Broncos. No, I don't feel good about it. I don't. Oh no, what you? It's the same way you felt when you picked the Browns. I don't feel good about it. I'm going to go shower after this. But oh, somebody's going to cry in a corner again. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not expecting that for my Friday night, but I guess that's on par. Sunday night football game, which is staying in Tampa Bay. Prayers to all those in Florida who are affected by Hurricane Ian. But the Kansas City Chiefs at 2-1 and one are traveling to battle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are also 2-1. and one. Dennis, Patrick Mahomes going against a stout defense coming off of kind of a – mediocre week three can he get it going in tampa bay well i think over the last uh, few years he's shown the ability to beat tampa um you know they're not playing any kind of different style um so it, it it's like you know it's like two old buddies meeting up on the court playing one-on-one after school every day uh i, I just think it's um He's going to have to bring out the best in some of those receivers. Sky Moore has flat disappeared, um, but MVS and McCole Hardman, Juju, are going to have to turn in some production. Um, but fortunately for them, Brady hasn't looked great. So, you know, in CEH, you know, maybe he's fool's gold, but he's producing this year. So I think he's having the, the best year of his career so far even though he's been getting out-snapped by uh, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, but, you know, in Patrick, we trust. You're telling me they didn't draft Sky Moore to be a punt returner? <laughs> I, I was told that was the case. 
Uh, Matt, on the flip side, we know Mike Evans is going to be back. Chris Godwin and Julio Jones back to practicing. Looks like Brashad Perriman will be out. If Godwin and or Julio are in the lineup, do either of them interest you for fantasy? Uh, Godwin definitely does. Uh, don't ever play Julio. Don't do that to yourself. It's not worth it. You don't so. want an aging washed receiver who's playing on a torn as, PCL? As the Michael Jordan meme says, stop it. Get some help. You don't need to do that to yourself. I would definitely start Godwin. Would not expect the world of him. But Tom Brady needs some help, man. I mean, Russell Gates was targeted 50 times last week. I only caught like eight balls for like 100, but still – Godwin's going to help that. I think if he gets out there, he should end up having a good game. I will be starting him over DJ Moore because DJ Moore sucks. Oh, DJ Moore doesn't suck. Baker Mayfield sucks. I was like, DJ, Damn it, Baker. DJ, DJ Moore's like, what did I do? And you know what? You uh, you actually oversold Russell Gage. He caught 12, but he only got 87 yards. Oh, okay. I, I'm taking the Chiefs. If the Chiefs would have lost in week three i i think they may might pull it out but i don't see the chiefs losing back-to-back games i'm gonna go with the bucks uh, uh chiefs give me chiefs and credit where credit's due it was jeff mcclain who uh said that she, uh chauncey gardner johnson would be on uh, christian kirk I just found that tweet yeah that'll be an interesting matchup on to the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, and it is a doozy. The 2-1 and one Los Angeles Rams head to San Francisco to battle the 1-2 and two 49ers. Matt, we saw Cam Akers take another step forward last week. I mean, a moderate step. He did put the ball on the ground. But are you starting to feel like he's a player you can trust putting back in your lineup? Yeah. Um, I mean, Henderson has not been good. Kyron Williams is out for probably, I believe, the rest of Ever. the season. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know who else you can trust there. You might as well throw him in your lineup. And, and They re signed Malcolm Brown. So, again, there's nobody else you can really trust back there. So, I mean, yeah, I would, uh, I'd feel fine starting Cam Makers. I think we have to adjust our expectations of what he is. I, I don't think he's an RB1 anymore, but like a low-end RB2 flex play, yeah, I think he'll be fine. He'll probably get a touchdown. <laughs> Dennis, on the flip side for the 49ers, arguably their biggest loss on uh, in week three was left tackle Trent Williams, who got injured and was knocked out in that game, seemed to hamper the offense for the rest of the game. He has already been ruled out for week four. What does that do to this 49ers offense? Hopefully it lets Jimmy know, get rid of the effing ball like fast. Um, you know, that's going to be a problem. Uh, the, the Rams have a really strong defensive line. Aaron Donald puts incessant pressure on wh- whoever's playing at quarterback. He, he can beat just about any lineman one-on-one in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I, it's going to be, you know, Khalil Mack, you know, he's in with the Chargers. Who else do they have on? There's somebody else I'm missing on their defensive line. Um, For the Rams, Aaron, yeah. they have Aaron Donald. They went and got um, Bobby Wagner. Okay. Um, but Donald, you know, I, th- I think that's going to be a problem for Jimmy. And he's, you know, he's not known for being super mobile. And if uh, he gets a little skittish from that blindside pressure, that, you know, that ends up making him move up towards uh, it, where Aaron Donald is coming from. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's playing really, really well. You know, you got Bobby Wagner at the second level. It's, the Rams have a really good defense, and I think it presents a problem for them, for the Niners. I'm looking really quick, but I, I think the other one you're looking for is Leonard Floyd. Uh-huh. Yeah, Leonard Floyd, I think, is their other big pass rusher for the Rams. The Rams have not fared very well against the 49ers in recent regular season history, but I did not like the way the 49ers offense looked last week. I'm going to take the Rams. Me too. Same. When when you when you have Jimmy G walking off the sideline saying your effing play calls suck, bro. I feel like I'm gonna go with the guy. Oh, he did. Yeah, you didn't catch that. It was a, no. I don't believe it was audible, but they said like reading his lips. That's what he was saying. Was like I watched the thing, and if you look at it, it's like I guess it's after like a 
third down, bad third down player or something like that. And he's walking off the field and they zoom in on Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's like, your effing play calls suck, bro. Like, as yelling. So I'll ask you guys this. Uh, Audible. This, That's what Aaron Rodgers would do. This week we've seen. Um, uh, Aaron, no, Aaron Rodgers was just saying that old fuck that play call. We're going with what I want to do. Aaron Rodgers turns the mic off in his helmet. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, we've seen this week a little bit of uh, shifting the blame to Kyle Shanahan, who he you know, has seemingly started fairly slow. Um, I saw one headline that said the 49ers defense is not being wasted by Jimmy Garoppolo. It's being wasted on Kyle Shanahan. Do you guys think – if they lose here, drop to one and three, and don't make the playoffs this season, do you think he's in trouble? I think he already should be, to be honest. I don't know. I think him and Lynch are pretty well established there right now. I, I think they can sell to ownership. You know, we had a plan. Trey got hurt. You know, the plan is still a good plan. And ownership's like, yeah, you're right. You guys are great. We really like having you here. You want to get my, some scones? I, I, where I disagree with that is like Jed York wants to win a Super Bowl. Bad. And they've been close twice now? Once? Yeah, he went to a Super Bowl and um, and they lost. And he went yeah. to an NFC championship game that Joe Kwiski tarp sort of. The interesting part in both of those for me, it was not the defense that cost them those. It was exactly like what happened in Atlanta where poor Matt Ryan lost out on his chance for a Super Bowl because of bad play calls by Kyle Shanahan. I think if this was any other coach in this situation, we would be talking about him being on the hot seat. But because it's Kyle Shanahan and we have this allure wrap behind him, that he's this great offensive mind and he's done all this stuff that he deserves to continue holding on to his job. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't, he, for me, hasn't done enough the past couple of years to deserve to continue being a head coach. We've seen a lot of stuff going on with that team too. I mean, just the, it seems like all of those players really loved having Jimmy G there. Then all that stuff with them yanking him, right? It's just, it feels very weird to me. I, I don't know. I think if he doesn't have a good year, I don't think you can sell to me that it's just because Trey Lance went down because we may not even see Trey Lance back next year. So you have to deal with a some backup quarterback. You're not going to have Jimmy G there. So how long does Kyle Shanahan's rope continue to be like, how much longer does he get before they're fighting? Like, okay, clearly you're not doing it for us. We need to bring somebody else in. Definitely going to be interesting to watch raises the stakes. And the good news for all of us is the Manning cast is available on Monday night. Uh, that'll do it for today. Matt and Dennis will be back with you Monday as I am out traveling, but I will be back on Wednesday. Before we head off into this sweet weekend, Dennis, what should the people do? Sub subscribe, download, rate, review, maybe even listen. Also, to Brandon Cook's agent, we're really sorry. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your pop on there. Who can make a break? I can! Who can make a break? <laughs>